Hello everyone, this is Tyler Feinstein on Season 1, Episode 15 of Talking with Tyler, also known as Green Bay Hornet on both Instagram and Twitter. And today we're, um, NFL football is back and now we finally have the trifecta of football at all three of the main levels, high school, college, and NFL, so I'm super happy, everyone's super happy. But today we are going to get into Week 1, see how the teams looked. And what I think they'll look like moving forward now. Week one's a very a very overreactionary week. A lot of people think that's how the teams are gonna look for the rest of the season. And no, it isn't. Not for any any of these teams really. Maybe a few, but for the majority of the clubs, it's not gonna be. But without further ado, we get right into it. So the season kicked off on Thursday, September eighth. It was between the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills going on the road against the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. And this game was actually tied at 10 for a while. It was tied 10-10 going into half, but the Buffalo Bills completely took over control in the second half, shutting out the Rams 21 to nothing. Josh Allen only missing five passes on the entire day, 297 yards and three touchdowns, just looked as excellent as he did last year despite the departure of offensive coordinator Brian Dable. And look, for the Bills, it was a great win. The Rams will probably be overall on their resume, will probably be one of their best wins of the year. And they looked great in the second half, despite a very sloppy first half. It was a pretty sloppy game overall, though. I want to say the teams had a combined, like, six or seven turnovers, and it was overall a very, well, while the score is lopsided, and it is, they it was lopsided in the second half, I do think that the Rams will improve. I do think they'll be much better. They play the Falcons next week in Los Angeles, so they're likely going to win that game. So I wouldn't get too panicked if you're a Rams fan. They're still the defending Super Bowl champs. And they're still probably going to have a very good year. As for the Bills, like I said earlier, great win. Getting a great win against a very good team on the road. And a great way to kick off the season. And then um, the actual, the rest of week one outside of Monday night um, took place on Sunday, September 11th. And the first game we had was the Saints at Falcons. The Saints slithering out a win, 27-26 to in Atlanta. The Falcons were up 26-10 to in the fourth quarter, but the Saints came storming back under the likes of Jameis Winston and Jarvis Landry. And there was also the blocked kick. Young Hoku was going to try a 63-yard field goal, but it was blocked. The Saints special teams coming in clutch. And congratulations to Dennis Allen, as it, this will be his first win as the Saints head coach. And a good win against a heated division rival. And as for the Falcons, look, you knew it was a rebuild, and it does sting. This lost you guys were up 16, but it happens. It, I know, I know it happens to the Falcons a lot. Honestly, if there's a fan base in the NFL, I feel the most bad for. It's definitely the Atlanta Falcons. I'm very sorry for you guys. You always have to deal with this shit. But you got to take away that, you know, you, I mean, you 
were leading most of this game against possibly a playoff team, so that's a good sign. And overall, you just need to get this young roster, a very young roster, some experience against some good NFL teams, which they will play this year. And that's what I can say to you. For the Falcons right now, they're outside of the main core guys they're going to keep. Um, they're going to see what sticks and what doesn't stick. So that's the advice I'd give to Atlanta. Next up, we have the Monsoon Bowl, as I like to call it, as this was a rainy-ass day in Soldier Field in Illinois, Chicago, or Chicago, Illinois, my bad. The Bears scratch out a win over the Niners, 19-10, and it was a very messy game. Neither team looked great, probably because of the rain. Everyone was, you know, slipping and sliding all over the place. It was very ugly weather. But, I mean, congrats to the Bears because I did not have him to win this game. And congratulations to Matt Eberflus at, um, for his first win as the Bears head coach. Trey Lance didn't perform well. Only 13 of 28, 164 yards on a pick. Definitely not the performance we were expecting. But, again, there, there's a lot of rain. I'm not excusing him. But the rain definitely played and the wind definitely played a factor in both teams looking very sloppy today. So, as for the Niners, I still think they're going to be a very good playoff team. They have a great roster, and they can definitely rely on the run game a bit as Trey Lance develops. So I'd say for that. As for the Bears, look, you need to scrounge out, um, scrap, what's the word? Like, get any positives you can get because, uh, obviously, I don't have the Bears being very good this year. And they had at Green Bay, and Green Bay has owned the Bears more than pretty much any other rivalry in the NFL. So it was a good win. Now, even if you lose to the Packers, you're still 1-1. One one. You still feel kind of good about yourselves. So overall, it was a good win for the Bears. But I think the Niners will also bounce back. Remember, this is week one, folks. Next game was the, basically the craziest of all the games. The Steelers with an upset win on the road over the Bengals. Man, what a finish. Uh, Joe Burrow, not the best game. I think he had like five interceptions. It was a very ugly day for Joe Burrow. Very sloppy by the very sloppy by the offense. Though Jamar Chase st still did have a monster game. Ten receptions, 129 yards, and one touchdown. And Minka Fitzpatrick blocked Evan McPherson's game-winning um, game kick for the extra point. The game goes to overtime. And the Steelers pull off the field goal, 23-20. It was a nuts game, a very nuts game. And now T.J. Watt did um, hurt his pectoral, but he will come back at some point this year, which I'm very glad to hear. T.J. Watt is one of the best players in the NFL period, and it'll be, it would have been very sad to see him go out for the remainder of the season. So I'm glad he's back, and the Steelers' defense will definitely need him down the stretch. Next up, we have the highest scoring game on, on our list. The Philadelphia Eagles headed into Ford Field and notched out a victory 38-35 over the Detroit Lions. This game looked fairly lop lopsided. The Eagles were up by 17 at one point. They even scored, I mean, they scored 38 points in two quarters. It was actually pretty nuts. And A.J. Brown immediately showing his impact. Ten receptions for 155 yards. 
and they were able to pull out the win. And it's a good win for the Eagles, you know, kind of trap game. The Lions are going to be a bit better this year. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team. I have them at like 7-10 and 10. for this year. That was my prediction. But still, a good win. You know, Lions can sometimes be sort of like a trap game team where you don't expect it. They're like, the Lions obviously are most of the time for the past decade have been not very good. But they've been able to upset some really good teams over the years because of that surprise factor. And as for the Lions, look, you compete. Look, for year two, it's still the rebuilding phase. Year three is when you're trying, when you're trying to start see some progress being made. Like significant progress towards the playoffs. And DeAndre Swift with a monster game, 15 carries, 144 yards, and one touchdown. Defense obviously needs some work, but maybe it was just one of those games where the offenses were hot and the defenses were cold, and that was it. So, yeah. It was definitely it was definitely a fun game, one of the most fun on this list. And I think overall, I think the Lions will be a competitive team in a lot of games this year, and I think the Eagles have a very clear path to win the NFC least. I'm not, not going to say it because, remember, this is week one. Shit happens down the stretch, but the Eagles are looking in a good position right now. Next up, we have, uh, I guess, I guess the most boring game you could argue. It was the Patriots at the Dolphins. The Dolphins pretty much shut down the Patriots twenty to seven. They were up seventeen to nothing at the half, and Tua Tagovailoa becomes the first NFL quarterback, or was it Elway? I think. Was it Elway? I think there was a stat with Elway. But the first quarterback against Bill Belichick as the head coach, who was 4-0 against him, which is pretty nuts. You you know, you think of someone like, I don't know, like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, not Tua. But, hey, that's how the NFL works. The NFL is a very strange place, ladies and gentlemen. And, yeah, the... Yeah, trying to promote uh, Matt Patricia to OC... I mean, I'm not going to judge it because this is week one, but the Patriots' offense did fall flat. So, but again, long way to go. But congratulations to Mike McDaniel for his first win as Miami Dolphins head coach. A lot of first-year head coaches coming on strong um, this week. Tyreek Hill was the Dolphins' leading receiver. Eight receptions for 94 yards in his Dolphins' debut. And overall, good win for the Dolphins. I do think they can actually compete for the playoffs. They have a good defense, and the offense just has to be just okay. It doesn't need to be elite. doesn't need to be decent, maybe solid. And I think they can definitely build some playoff momentum. Next up, we have another relatively boring game. Obviously, the Jets without Zach Wilson were at a severe disadvantage against the Ravens. And it showed as the Ravens won. 24-9, Joe Flacco ended up getting the start against his former team that he won a Super Bowl with. And he threw 59 times this game. Sheesh. Like, <laughs> has Joe Flacco ever thrown 59 times? <laughs> I don't know, man. But the Ravens pretty much were able to shut down the Jets for most of this game. Obviously, without Zach Wilson, any team without their starting quarterback is going to struggle pretty much. So there wasn't really much the New York Jets could do. And the Ravens took care of business. They didn't underestimate the Jets. 
and they got it done in Gotham. Not really much else more to say on this game. Next up, we have the Jaguars at Commanders. Carson Wentz had a really good debut for the Commanders. 27 of 41, 313 yards and four touchdowns. James Robinson was actually able to get back and start. 11 carries for 66 yards on the touchdown is actually pretty solid for only 11 carries. And Christian Kirk also had a solid debut. Six receptions for 117 yards, but the Commanders did get the win. And overall for the Commanders, look, you're in a very weak NFC lease. You know, the Cowboys are without Dak, so who the hell knows how they're going to be, how they're going to do. The Giants, we don't know how they're going to do. And I think that, and I think it's overall a good win, especially, you know, just to get some good momentum, you know, with all the workplace culture going on, it's. Definitely a breath of fresh air from the otherwise annoying and disturbing distractions in the front office. So congratulations to the commanders on the dub. And as for the Jaguars, look, you were in it. You would like to see Trevor Lawrence start to do better, especially after a very lackluster rookie season. So he needs to start get producing results. But it is week one. We still have 17 weeks to go. So I'm not going to give him too much slack. But he definitely needs to start improving and if he wants to be the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise quarterback. Next up, we have the Baker Mayfield Bowl between the Browns and the Panthers. Obviously, Baker Mayfield traded from Cleveland to Carolina for a compensatory pick. It was a fifth rounder. It was a fifth rounder that could convert to a fourth rounder depending on how much Mayfield played. And Mayfield didn't play like great, 16 and 27, 235 yards and a touchdown. Not horrible. Nick Chubb was running all over Carolina, 22 carries for 141 yards. And Robbie Anderson looked had a solid uh, bounce-back game after a horrible season last year. Five receptions for 102 yards and a touchdown. But the Browns were able to get, get a dub on Cade York, the rookie kicker out of LSU, 58-yard field goal. And the Browns are, <laughs> believe it or not, have won their first week one game since 2004. 2004, I wasn't even two years old yet. So that's pretty insane. So congratulations to Cleveland. Obviously, they're going to need to win some games because Deshaun Watson is suspended 11 games. Though in my opinion, he should have gone way more than that, but I'm not going to open that can of worms. So, but congratulations to the Browns. And as for the Panthers, I mean, look, you're, you're in a weak NFC, so you definitely have a shot to bounce back. You're definitely better than the Falcons. The, the, the Saints, eh, I'd probably still say the Saints are better than you. But I still think there's a shot for you to be competitive. Matt Rule is also going to be coaching for his life because he's on the hot seat because he's gone now 10-23, and 23, and I think the Panthers um, are on an eight-game losing streak Um as a result of last year's meltdown, and and he's definitely going to start having to win some games to save his job. And so are the Panthers if they want to make meaningful progress. Otherwise, they're drafting a quarterback in 2023 because this isn't a bad roster. You have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, Taylor Moen, Ikemic Wanu. This isn't a bad roster. And on defense, Brian Burns, J.C. Horn... Derek Brown. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Not not. Why am I forgetting the linebacker's name? 
<laughs> My bad. I'm very sorry, folks. So, but you have some young pieces. So, honestly, I think a quarterback can come in there and produce decent results in Carolina. Next game we have is Colts at the Texans. It did not take long for us to get our first tie of the year. The Texans were up 20-3 to at one point, but the Colts came back, but neither team scored in overtime. Despite efforts from Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pittman Jr., who all had excellent games, it just was not enough to get the win, but I guess that the tie is better than a loss. It's just, I don't know, it's so weird seeing a tie. As for the Texans, look, you're just going to try to keep competitive in in some games, and you're, this team is the definition of seeing what sticks and what doesn't stick. As for the Colts, look, it, I guess I can say it's not a loss. <laughs> but overall, still plenty of time. The AFC South looks horrible like right now, but again, it's week one. You know what happens. So, Colts are still a playoff contender in my eyes, and I still stick with that. Next next up, we had an upset. The Giants go into Nashville and upset the Tennessee Titans as they went for a two-point conversion on on their final drive and connected, which was surprising to me because I'm more the guy that said, oh, Ty, but Ryan Dable, look, he's like, screw it. I'm going to either go out in a boom or... Or I guess I'm going to go out with a boom or just give my team the best shot to win or just uh, or, or just lose. <laughs> but congratulations on Brian Dable on his first win as Giants head coach. And as for the Titans, I still think this team can be pretty good. I still do believe that. Remember, this is week one. Remember, the Titans got absolutely destroyed by the Cardinals in week one. So this isn't really new to them. Titans are typically not great in week ones anyways. And Saquon Barkley looked like his 2018-2019 self. 18 carries, 164 yards, and a touchdown. That would be a great story for him to get back to his former glory because he is a very good running back when healthy. It's just when you're not healthy, your talent is worthless, obviously. And they outscored the Titans 21-7 in the second half. And, hey, congratulations to the Giants on the upset win. Next up, we have the Packers at Vikings. The Vikings beating the Packers in a 23-7 route. The offense for the Vikings looked pretty good, and Justin Jefferson had a monster game. Nine receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns, a career high in yards for him. And the Vikings just looked very solid on all cylinders. The pass rush was able to get there a decent amount of the time. It wasn't a dominant, but still more than adequate. And overall, the Packers' offense just too slow to figure it out. Now, I don't think the Packers are going to regress that bad. I still think this is a very good team. You know, we all saw a week one last year. The Saints obliterated the Packers 38-3. to So, and they rallied off seven straight victories. We all know how that goes. And I do think the Packers will, they're heading back to Lambeau. They're probably going to kill Chicago next week, if I'm being honest. So I wouldn't panic much if you're a Packers fan. And also congratulations to Kevin O'Connell in his first win as Vikings head coach. The only first-year head coach that seemed to have lost was Doug Peterson. So, So congratulations to him. And I do think the Vikings are a playoff team. Will they win the division? No, I see some people saying, oh, the Vikings are going to win the division, automatic win. 
No, that's not how it works in football, not the NFL at least. There's a reason 17 more games are played, and we're going to see how it goes down the stretch. But again, as for the Packers, I still think it was a very good football team. It's going to take some time for the new the new contributors to gel. You know, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins. Obviously, Alan Lazard was hurt. David Bakhtiari was hurt. And Elton Jenkins are hurt. And you can't keep relying on your backups to go against really good starters. So overall, I think both these teams are heading for the playoffs. And, and I think both of them are going to be very tough outs to beat coming down later in the season. Or along in the season, my, my apologies. Next up, we have the Chiefs molly-whopping the Cardinals, 44-21. Mahomes did not miss a beat without Tyreek Hill. Like, they just absolutely went in there and just smashed the Cardinals. The offense was on fire, and I mean, there's not much more to say. The Cardinals simply could not keep up whatsoever. And Mahomes with five touchdowns, 360 yards, and Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 121 yards, and a score. The Chiefs were just a way better team on both sides of the ball. And when you're playing that hot, it's super hard to lose. And the Cardinals obviously weren't playing their best game, and they got demolished. So, yeah, Chiefs off to a blazing hot start. And the AFC West overall... It was going to be a very interesting division. Obviously, it was the main highlight of the offseason. We'll see if it lives up to that in the, in the regular seat, the rest of the regular season. Next up, we have the um, a pretty good game between the Raiders and Chargers. The Chargers took this one 24-19. Devontae Adams in his debut, 10 receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. The former Packer. And overall, it was between... Two good teams, and Khalil Mack also had three sacks. My lord, he also looked excellent in his Chargers debut. And overall, it was just a close game between two potentially very good teams, and in again, and in the end, the home team came out victorious. So overall, a solid a solid performance by both teams, but the home team got the dub. Second to last game on here. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, This is an ugly game. A very ugly game. I mean, Tampa Bay didn't play great, but they still play way better than Dallas, who couldn't get anything going. And the main main news from this game is Dak Prescott getting injured. His hand. And... Um, obviously the Cowboys are going to need to survive without, without their star quarterback. So very rough start. And also congratulations to Todd Bowles as his, um, for his first win as Tampa Bay's head coach. And overall it was just, man, the Cowboys definitely not off to a good start. Very ugly start. Probably the worst start of any team. It just looked really bad. You know, they lost a lot of pieces in the off season. Then Tyron Smith's out for the year. It's it's been ugly in Dallas, man. We'll see if they can bounce back. And the final one, we had an upset. Russell Wilson heads back to Seattle to play his former team in the Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks pulled an upset win despite a 340-yard 
passing game from Russell Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett definitely made some questionable coaching decisions this game. Now, it is his first game as head coach, but it was definitely still some questionable calls. Obviously, it was... Especially the, you know, the the fourth and five and some of the other decisions. But then, I, I mean, I, I'm not in the whole, like, thing, don't trust your kicker. I mean, I trust, especially Brandon McManus. He's a very good kicker. It just went slightly left. Honestly, I thought it was going to go in. And as for the Broncos, I still think this team is a playoff team. They're definitely going to have to figure some things out. They had some injuries before the season even began, which hurt them. And, but as for the Seahawks, a nice win for them. They, they, their defense was able to hold on. They only allowed three points in the second half. And, and overall, the defense did a very admirable job. And the offense did enough. And Geno Smith even had a good game. So overall, a, a good win for the Seahawks. And definitely some learning lessons for the Broncos, especially with the penalties. The, some of the penalties were very bad, like three false starts you can simply not have. So definitely very undisciplined. So, but with that being said, that's all I have for you today. I'm so happy the NFL's back. Week one was fun, and I hope week two and onward is even better. And I'm sure we'll look at a lot of these teams from different perspectives than we do now. So, I'm Tyler Feinstein, also known as Green Bay Hornet. Have a good night, everyone. I'm out.